On this podcast, we talk to Deepak, an ex Triumph technician, on electrical accessories and what is the right way to install them without overloading your electrical system. Hi, Deepak. Uh, thanks for being part of uh, the Moto Asha podcast. We've had a lot of questions on electric, electrical uh, you know, devices on a motorcycle, why my fuse is blowing. Uh, what am I doing wrong with my wiring harness? You know, what kind of connection, what kind of ox lights can I put? So we thought we'd uh, answer all of that together. There's a lot of people who've got issues with electricals as of now. And uh, uh, the best person that we thought was uh, we'd get you because you've got experience with Triumph. You've, you're all an electronic uh, and an automobile engineer who knows about it. So uh, tell us about yourself and then uh, I'll fire away the questions that I have. Hey, hi, sure. Hi, sure. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, uh, Deepak. Yeah. I've been uh, working with uh, Motor House. Uh, Motor House is basically mine and uh, Banju's. We both started this together. We started this in 2019. It's about uh, two years now. First, uh, we've been working together. So I was the first batch technician at uh, Triumph. Uh, and then I moved off. I have a full-time job. I work for an aerospace company. Nice. Nice. So you so this, you were the head technician at Triumph, right? That's what. Yes. Yes. I was a technician at Triumph. Uh, at Triumph, I spent about uh, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you go from the beginning, right after my college, I was uh, interning at Audi, wherein I got trained to act all the electricals and electronic systems. Basically into cars. Then I moved into bikes. Yeah. So I moved into bikes in 2017. 2014, I started my career uh, in automobile. Yeah. Specializing yeah. only in the electronic space. Okay. Good. So I think you're the right guy to answer these questions. I'm going to go straight into it because uh, we've, uh, like I said, we've got a lot of people who have electric issues, uh, especially when it comes to not stock, but trying to put more accessories and you know more aux lights, more USB connectors, uh, and uh, we there's a lot of half-baked information, and we thought let's let's hear it from you. So I'm gonna step once. I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna go one step back and uh, just very quickly, if you can explain to us what the electrical system of a motorcycle is, apart from the battery, and how does the battery charge? Very simply. Okay, to be simple, okay, you know what the battery does. Most of us know what the battery is. So how a battery is running in a motorcycle, it's mainly your alternator. Hmm? Your alternator takes drive from your engine. You know how you have a drive train in your engine? Yeah. You have an alternator that's always connected. You see it on your right-hand side of it. Yeah. On your most of the engine, you see an alternator is connected there. Yeah. On the left-hand side, so... You have a stator and you have a router on that. So the drive is taken from the engine. There's a fixed magnet, fixed driving unit. The alternator is generating current. The current then goes to the rectifier unit. Rectifier unit is converting the AC current. All the AC current is then converted to DC. CV is again sending it to the charge. So your ECU is also controlling the rectifiers and it's always monitoring. In the closed loop system, there's always a feedback system also happening. In these bikes. Yeah. So 
it's uh, these days the technologies have become more advanced you know the bikes are not the same what we had uh, 20 years earlier and there was not much of canvas systems and there is no sensors in motorcycles and motorcycles were just raw machine set yeah today today there's a whole lot of things there are about hundreds and hundreds of sensors that goes behind a motorcycle and there are different protocols that has to be overwritten yeah yeah so uh, what the current that you're saying that's coming out of a rectifier uh, out of your uh, an alternator is ac current and what volts would those be and is the rectifier's job to what is the rectifier's job then so a rectifier so your alternator is generating your three phase ac in this okay so this ac current again converted ac is what you have in your main supply so you need a dc current to run all your motorcycle accessories and your motorcycle systems yeah. the motorcycle always runs on dc so you need a dc current for it yeah uh-huh. so this rectifier is like a full bridge wave rectifier it has diodes in it which is kind of filtering the current and converting it to ac to dc basically yeah yeah so this is this is sending out raw dc current so that your motorcycle runs on stable you know ac ac is run on alternate waveforms and dc is like direct current so it's always in a stable waveform yeah yeah a dc on the motorcycle is i'm guessing 12 to 12.8 12.13 volt is that what no when uh, for a charging system it depends it depends uh, so for a battery to charge you need at least 14.5 volts minimum okay so it's about uh, your alternator is pumping about 14.5 uh, volts Mm-hmm. it it goes all the way so it has to be minimum 13.5 for a healthy alternator and all the way goes up to 16 volts in some cases yeah got it you know there are certain spikes on the rpms when your engine is revving hard you will see the spikes in the current right got it so the rpm is increasing your voltage also increases that yeah so that is your charging unit that's how your battery charges right that's that's simple that simple how it is so your battery has to be at a 12 volt to be healthy right your battery has to be at least 12.5 volts to start uh, if it is less than 12.5 volts you will have issues in cranking up your engine you you will feel that the engine is cranking up you got it okay okay so i think you've covered the charging unit now uh, there's a uh, uh, there's a lot of questions on ox light and loading loading your bike with you know accessories if they were not provisioned on the harness so mm-hmm. how do you make sure that you have not overloaded the charging unit or you have lo- overloaded the battery so i'll give i mean let's take an example i i mean i've got an example right in front of me if my alternator is pumping save uh, 30 30 amps uh, at a certain rpm and you know my uh, i'm trying to put uh, say four ox lights each of say 3 3 amps each uh, onto the headlight uh, headlight uh, fuse that is and the headlight already consumes say 55 55 watts each so how is yeah. that done so what do you do like that's what we are i'm trying to see if if a layman can measure it out and you know can decide that this is something that i should not be doing and loading my system up See, one thing to uh, keep in mind is your wattage. Your wattage really is an important tool here. 
So you cannot load more than what your wattages are on your bike. Your bike specifies it's the you will also end of the day you'll have to match the demands to the supplies here. Yeah. Okay. So if your alternator is uh, supplying you about 600 watts okay. or altogether put up, it it's maxed out at 600 watts. You cannot be having a system that is demanding for 800 watts. That is where things start to go wrong here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you will also I have to take care of your watts. So watts is simply you can use Ohm's law to measure or find out your wattage in this. Okay. So you divide divide your current by your voltages. You get the wattage there. Mm-hmm. And most most accessories come with the wattages specified, like how much of current it is drawing in this. So we need to we need to keep in account that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So if I was to take an example of so like you said, six hundred watts of the alternator. Uh, now if your headlight is fifty five fifty five, and if you keep measuring, if you keep measuring each and every unit. Uh, so basically, you have to measure every uh, standard unit that is already there on the bike, right? So, what would that be? Like generally, what would that be? Would that be fifty, forty percent, fifty percent of the uh, of the bike, and you would have a provision of another two hundred watts, three hundred watts? Generally, uh, definitely, most manufacturers, uh, especially with the bigger bikes, you get some room to play around like this. Uh, you get some extra voltages here. Mm-hmm. That you can use it because currently on the bike, if you see uh, oh, the current accessory, there's the headlamp, the shock bulbs. If you consider it as a halogen, they take about 55 watts and say 60 watt at uh, the higher mm-hmm. yeah. 55, 60. So it goes about 120 watts for them and uh, 5 watt each is per indicator bulbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your tail lamp takes about 5 watts. So altogether, this is to put in total, uh, you're like. Entire electrical system on a motorcycle doesn't go anywhere beyond 200 watts. Yeah, I'm saying considering all the starter motor, the other uh, fuel pump assemblies, and all that. That's what. Yeah, exactly. Starter motor is uh, not in picture here because it just comes. Once you crank the engine, uh, it's done its job and it is sitting idle there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, here's here's my other question to you. Now, there's a lot of motorcycles, especially ADV motorcycles, that have a provision on the wiring harness for accessories, right? So you yeah. have a provision for the heated seat accessory. You would have a provision for the oxide. Uh, they would have provision for the USB and you know, other things, GPS and all that. If you don't have a provision on your wiring harness, what is the right way to go? The right way to go, I would suggest, is uh, usually most people do this: is they just slice some wire into the existing wire harness and just try to run a parallel circuit around with it. Yeah. You know, this is this is terribly wrong. This is something that you should say stop right away. If you're doing this, it's like never cut any wires on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. even if you have to tap or some auxiliary writing and then I would rather suggest you run a parallel relay circuit, like a closed system, for only your accessories, powering up your accessories. You have power hub, power hub is there, uh, it is doing the same job. 
Yeah. So you you should you should always avoid loading your uh, stock wiring harness. You rather than taking signals from it, you you should not take draw power from it because these uh, today's motorcycles are all canvas only. You know, if your bulbs blow up, you get these warning lights. This is all communicating with each other. If there is at some point of time your EC finds that your canvas is not working here and there's extra current that has been drawn or there is no current drawn at this point of time. Mm. It, it starts giving you a warning light. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a parallel could be even running a relay directly from the battery. Is that, is that? Yes. You, you will have to definitely draw power from the battery itself, but you will also make sure that you're not uh, overshooting the limits of your motor vehicles here. If you uh, say, uh, 1200 Explorer alternator is about a kilowatt. A kilowatt is equal to a standard 2 bhk home. You can power up with that. Yeah. Household electricity with one kilowatt of power. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so I still see a lot of people. Uh, I mean, even at uh, service centers, uh, tapping negative of the horn, uh, or tapping negative of you know some wiring of the thing. And so you're saying that is the real wrong way to do it? It is definitely wrong. It is terribly wrong. Yes. Okay. And is that the reason why people are having MILs and you know all kinds of yes. malfunction lights that are coming up? And Okay. And uh, so if I was to ex- understand it myself also, if I ran a relay circuit directly connected to the battery, not putting too many accessories on that relay, maybe just a single line for an aux light, does that is that good enough, or do you think that is still loading the charging system and the battery? See, your charging system is always running. It is uh, running throughout your engine. As long as your engine is running, your charging system is running. As long as you have your rectifier and your alternator in healthy conditions, the battery will always keep charging. But only thing what you'll have to consider is there is certain amount of amps that uh, alternator is able to supply, and your battery. It, there's a time. You know, it's like filling the tank. You know, at end of the day, it's juice. Yeah. To put it in a simple way, you have a water tank, you know, water tank. Yeah. You fill the water tank. Say for filling a 100-liter tank, it is taking you 30 minutes. And you have accessories that is emptying the tank, like 100 liters of consumption is happening in all matter of 15 or 20 minutes. So there is a difference here. Yeah, yeah. So I think the the the, the logic. I mean, we, a lot of people think that the uh, an automobile battery is like your phone battery, where thousand mAh means that you can drain it down to zero percent, and then you putting it still listening. But like you said, uh, a motorcycle battery is something that stays at that. You have to keep it healthy at twelve point, you know, up, up above twelve whatever volts. And uh, once you start going down there, you're destroying the battery. Uh, cells in particular. So, so basically, what that you're trying to say is that when you uh, you have to measure your watts, you have to measure the watts that you're going to add to that circuit and the charging unit, and try not to overshoot the total watts of the bike. And generally, you're saying 40 to 50 percent is uh, already occupied uh, standard on the bike. From a from the alternator charging it anyway, so you probably have the fifty percent that is there on on the alternator, right? And we we also need to consider the efficiency, the thermal efficiency, because we cannot load the system entirely hundred percent always. That is also a wrong practice here. Yeah. 
So about uh, 20% is always considered as a factor of safety on this. You need to keep some margin for because your current is always not constant. Your amps, as the LEDs get heated up, they start drawing more current. So you also keep, need some room for it to go. Okay, cool. Cool. So I think you've 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 definitely uh, answered the 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 thing that we were trying to uh, bring out. I have one last question for you. What mm-hmm. are what is the absolute no no when it comes to accessories and accessorizing your bike with electronics? And when do you stop putting more accessories to your bike? <laughs> See, I will give you. Absolute no-no. Also, I will tell you some best practices also that you can keep in. Yeah. So, for me, a no-no would be cutting of the wires. Yes, that is definitely a no. Yeah. Wrong tapping. People don't use uh, relays when needed. Yeah. Or how it's supposed to be using. Because I've seen some... Uh, Terrible works with relays. It's like relay is there, but it's not doing its job. Yeah. yeah. Relay is put on a bike. That's all. It's like, Saab ne bola relay dalo, dal la relay. <laughs> relay is there. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hanging. It's not doing it. it a certain connection. You need to understand the circuit, how a relay works, how the current flows, and how you have to loop it through. Yeah. That is one thing. And never, never, never draw current from your stock wiring harnesses. Yeah, is that a big? Is that is that why people's fuses are burning off? Is that why you know why? Is that the first sign that the fuse will burn off because it's trying to draw more current? Yes, yes, definitely. Because these stock wiring harnesses are precisely calculated. They, if you have a kilo ohm of resistance in them, it starts giving in errors. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a very interesting thing that I was reading, and I think I'd bring it here that uh, uh, to measure, uh, I mean, uh, stock uh, wiring harnesses are made as per measure of the diameter of the, or the thickness of the cable. And, uh, you know, as much, oh, yeah, they actually make it as per, you know, how much they believe that that much current will only exactly. flow through that. Exactly. The core conductor, the wiring gauge that you're talking about. Yes. Yes. So, yes. so yeah. the wire, the selection of wire also is a big thing because I've seen uh, people use a thinner gauge of wires and they have a higher current demanding accessories here. So for horns and all, it takes about up to 20 amps per. So for that, if you're using a wire that only supports six amps at max, yeah. And eventually, the wire will get heated up, and it will cause fire. Got it. Yes. So, yeah. so, so the points here for me will be like yeah. you have to select right fuses, mainly yeah. right thickness of wires, the gauge of the wire, adding relays. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I think I think you've covered it all. I. I'm I'm glad that we had a chat with you and you're part of this podcast. I'm glad it. I have a feeling that this it's going to uh, help so many people because uh, the splicing thing is oh man like even I I've I've looked at some horrible splicing jobs and I mean more than yeah. thing, uh water corrosion has swept in and it's just something that I looked at and I was like that's the reason your bike is not going to start for some time. So <laughs> yeah. 
But you know, thank you so much. Thanks, Deepak. I, I believe your knowledge is coming really handy. Will come in handy for a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you, Shreya. Thank, thank you very much. much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I want to hear your stories, your motorcycle experiences, what you've been doing, and how motorcycles have made your life better. So, if you have something to say, DM us on Instagram. Uh, and uh, I'll be more than happy to get you on this podcast. <laughs>